What did you eat for breakfast? I ate a fruit salad with nuts. Welcome to Music on Your Own Terms, the podcast that aims to help musicians develop an entrepreneurial mindset through interviews, as well as discussing resources, concepts, successes, and more. Providing a platform to talk about negative emotions such as anxiety and depression in order to help overcome them in the context of music and reduce the social stigma. This is episode 124. This episode is sponsored by Ignite Your Music Career. You may remember in episode 90, I chatted to Craig Dodge about sync licensing and how he makes a living through writing music for TV, video games, and film. Musicians all over the world subscribe to Ignite Your Music Career and earn more royalties, more upfront sync fees, and more recurring revenue from their music. Whether you're a composer, singer-songwriter, band, beatmaker, or instrumentalist, your music can be earning you more money. Internationally acclaimed composer, musician, and music educator Craig Dodge has licensed his music in more than 1,000 TV show episodes, films, video games, and ads all over the world, and he will show you how you can too. Ignite gives you the information you need in a simple, accessible format, and you learn at your own pace. For just $6 a month, you get a video lesson each week on topics related to music licensing, from writing techniques to how to find your markets, and everything in between. You also get tools and activities to build the skills you need to be successful, and each lesson includes a royalty-free sound pack to download and use in your own music. The key to success in the music business today is to diversify your sources of revenue. Ignite will show you how. For more information or to subscribe to Ignite, visit the website at terrace-studios.com or click the link on musiconyourownterms.com. Joining me this episode from Siberia is Pleximance mastermind Yevgen Subulin, a multi-instrumentalist who used to tour in a death metal band and whose current day job is as a guitar player for an orchestra. We discover what prompted Yevgen to create the Pleximance album, The Maze Within, which is effectively a prog metal symphony, as well as the meaning behind the track names, lyrics, and concept as a whole. Yevgen also talks about his old band, Dehydrated, how he got the guitar tones on the albums he recorded with them, and his experience touring with Decapitated. If you enjoy the podcast and want to show your support, I'd be really grateful if you would consider signing up for the mailing list to stay in the loop with everything going on with the show. Just head over to musiconyourownterms.com and click the link. While you're there, you can also visit the store and grab some merch, or just buy me a coffee and help out with the running costs of the show. Thanks for listening. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Yevgen Sibulin, also known or runs the, the prog band Pleximance. So how you doing and welcome. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me on your episode. I'm doing cool. Cool. And um, I'd like to say thank you so much again, because I, I have known about your podcast from the episode with Brian Beller. Mm-hmm. Actually, I saw the link in, uh, I saw the announcement of, of the episode in his Instagram, and I tried to listen to it because very interesting person for me, 
but I think for a lot of people, a lot of musicians, that episode was really cool. I grabbed a lot of useful information for myself as musicians and uh, as an entrepreneur in music. And then I decided to listen another episode for what you're doing. And I found the episode with Mika Tiska. In my opinion, very cool guitar player, very cool uh, human being. And th- that was also interested to, interesting to listen to it. Also, I, I checked some other episodes. And uh, for me, it's a big pleasure to be right here in that in this episode awesome well thank you so much for listening and yeah brian was uh, an epic episode and i've listened to uh mika for a long time he's he's one of my favorite guitar players so that's awesome so you're in seversk is that i pronounced that right and that's siberia yes tomsk is city of west siberia mm-hmm. siberia is vast and mysterious mysterious place actually so a lot of people from abroad countries interested in what Siberia is is about. It's about weather, yeah. about people, about culture, about everything related. Pretty cool place, but so far from other world actually, it's pretty hard to bring some music, bring some music from here to to the world. But I, I try to do my best anyway. <laughs> so yeah, Tomsk is. Um, is a city which has a lot of universities. Mm-hmm. That's why we've got a lot of students who gathering from other Russian cities to us and uh, actually from abroad countries like China, African countries uh, and a lot of other uh, other places uh, because um, the main the main university in Tomsk is one of so this university in the 300 universities, top universities in the world. That's why we've got a lot of people, a lot of people from abroad countries. It's pretty interesting. And um, about 10 years ago, uh, the music industry, so to speak, was developing very good. But now it's much harder. But anyway, a lot of students make some cultural, cultural and music movement. Mm-hmm. Anyway, awesome. Well, let's talk about Pleximents. So. Could you talk about, you know, what, what does it sound like and how it got started? The Pleximents actually actually is my, for now, it's my project. It's the main thing that I'm focused on. If uh, speak about my other career as a musician, actually this album that I released with Pleximents, with the, the brand Pleximents, I mean, back then when I was creating the music for this album and all materials, mm-hmm. I thought that, I will release the album, just just another solo album, because I already have another one, the first one, maybe, if I if I could say it like this. So uh, and I thought that that it will be another album of Evgen Sebulin, guitar player from Siberia, who makes some stuff as a solo guitarist. But um, in the process of making this album, I found some ideas that uh, I can't. So if I if I want to to bring my music from actually from Siberia to to the world, I must uh, to gather the band, the full band, make a, a project, make a, a, the band from this project, and uh, have a brand name for this firstly project, and then for band. That's why I decided to to release the album not under my personal name, 
and I generated the ideas and found this name is much perfect for uh, what I do now. Uh, that's why I could say that Pleximan's first, first that was like a one-man band, but when I was creating the music, I tried to gather some musicians that I know already, tried to write some emails to musicians that I dream to collaborate with. Sometimes some of them answered to me, of course, and uh, maybe I, I didn't have some resources for collaboration with them, but money, time and stuff like that. And um, now I can say that uh, Pleximin's developing in developed process from project to the whole band because we already played on one show in our hometown the first show the first official mm -hmm. and uh, there were, were musicians from actually my colleagues some of them my colleagues from my day job and uh, there were a couple of guys who want to be in the band of official members of the band and now we're already thinking how we can develop it further and further and uh, maybe in the future i'm sure in the future we will do new stuff already together not only by myself on the in the kitchen room but already all together mm -hmm. yes and uh, this album wrote almost by myself yeah i have collaboration with eight musicians except me and there were some guys from other cities and uh, from my hometown too mm -hmm. so to speak if, if we talk about what what Pleximent is about if speak about music we speak about music this is mostly instrumental progressive metal stuff which i already been dreaming to create since i think 2017 when i dropped the single called disquieting time i did it with two guys with drummer and bass player those guys were very good professional and uh, yeah they did their jobs perfectly and uh, since that time i was busy enough with some other projects but i have been dreaming to make a release a conceptual album of progressive metal mm. and so here it is <laughs> it's already on spotify <laughs> right it's it i i've been listening to it i think it's great it's you know some dream theatery influence in it there's a lot of a lot of different instrumentation yeah i, I love how you've blended like classical guitar with with the shred and I, I i think it's really cool the only thing i'd say is it's just too short it needs to be a lot longer <laughs> <laughs> If I get right, uh, uh, you want you want it to be longer or it's too long? No, it's I I want more. Ah, it, want it's, more. it's great. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's too short. I want to listen to to longer stuff. So ah yeah, I'm really appreciated that you like this stuff. No problem. How do you go about? I read I read on your website I think or on your social media that you've been kind of collecting this stuff and it's like a bunch of ideas and then you've kind of formed it into larger pieces is that how you generally write everything or do you have some other writing processes uh so the writing process was pretty long of course i could say that the more i develop it i develop myself as musicians as composer uh the more i i try to change something uh before i understand that now that music might sound very good so i mean that was a long process because the first uh, was a spark was the idea the first idea that 
I thought back then I thought that it might be an an intro, the first the first song on the album, the opening. So and then I try I was trying to develop this idea, and I realized that I can I can play this idea in different ways. In different ways, I can play this key. So I can play in this key. I can play with a, a special tuning on classical guitar, and I can play the, with drop A tuning on electric guitar, for example. I can play it in another genre, in one genre, another genre. So I found a lot of ways of this, mm. and uh, I tried to understand what the sense behind this part, behind this idea. Yeah, I've got actually. Uh, I found that I found that, and uh, I can explain it if someone will ask me. But anyway, back then I, I I realized that I have to I have to implement it in other in in other ways and make the album which will have some uh, repeated ideas song by song as pro metal artists like do. And I'm really I, I really like it. For example, I've been listening to the great composer at least for myself, is David Maximicic from Serbia, for example. You know, you know, his music, yes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's cool, cool guy. And uh, I, I've been listening to his music and I found this thing. I, I found, uh, I have been found in this thing in Dream Theater, of course, Dream Theater stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I must do the same because I really love it. And then I found it in the classical music. Uh, when I've been listening to it and learning about it. So that was pretty cool. Pretty cool and was actually overwhelming for me. And I understood that I have to do the conceptual album and find some sense behind the music and show it. So, of course, I didn't generate uh, idea I, 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 my riffs or lead parts around only one idea. Of course, I, I've been generating some other real stuff, a lot of things. And then I will, I was trying to compile that stuff together. Of course, I worked hard for this, listening to it a lot of time and uh, not listening for a while mm-hmm. and trying to, to relax from this and um, work hard in, as a composer, maybe not a, just, just a shredder. So, and yeah, I found this very interesting. And then in my life, there were some changes. For example, now I'm working as a professional musician in two orchestras. I'm playing in, in just big band on the, the guitar, of course. So, and I'm playing in, working as a guitar player in symphonic orchestra in theater, in musical theater. Mm-hmm. So, and then um, actually those things, my day job impacts on my music taste and helps me to grow as a composer because for example in theater i found that music might be a special background for for some movements actions on the stage in the in the theater and uh, for example there is a lot of things that i like from progressive metal i mean you hear for example the melody and find this melody already developed in another way uh, in other songs. The, all that stuff I've been hearing 
in the music of theater. And I understood that I can, I could, I can bring it to my music. And I try to do my best for implement this idea in my album. And then once I decided that, so why not to use vocal in my song, in, in, in one of my songs? And I actually, after, after this idea to use uh, the vocal, I understood that prog metal is about long song. And uh, I wrote the song mm-hmm. <laughs> about 20 minutes. Uh, I did it only once in my life now. Of course, I will try to do it on next releases, other releases. And so I understood that, yeah, it's pretty cool. It sounds very good. And uh, a lot of things, I, I know there are a lot of things in one song, but it's uh, connected between. It's okay. It sounds very good. And that m- must be sound like this. I connected with my friend Anton and uh, asked him, to record the vocal, clean vocal actually, to the song and the growling part, sing it by myself, of course, because I, I have an experience of growling before. So that's why, mm-hmm. that's briefly about my writing process, so to speak. Actually, on the album, there are a lot of parts of piano and classical guitar, as you noticed it. Mm-hmm. So the classical guitar, there are another story. There is another story because once I tried to do some covers on classical guitar and actually did a cover of Palithia song on the song of Palithia, pretty pretty popular band in the US, mm-hmm. instrumental band. This cover was showed up by Metal Sucks YouTube channel to a guitarist of Palithia, Tim Hansen, and Tim says said that he he should to take a lesson from me how to play classical guitar yeah that was a that, that was a just a, it, what was big hype yes of course for me and i understood that classical guitar may implement it in the metal music pretty good and try to do it in in my music more and more mm. and actually i found that people found it interesting they like it and uh, of course that big pleasure for me because actually I was I was afraid about it because I, 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 I've been thinking that so classical guitar it's unfashionable things and uh, it's uh, not heavy enough stuff like that not interesting and I was afraid about it mm-hmm. actually but anyway there are a lot of parts of classical guitar in, in, in every song you can hear it and um, it's okay for me it's okay mm-hmm. Awesome. Is there a specific, you know, subject theme running through the album? Like, and was that thought about before? Um, you mean uh, particular subjects that I, I've been thinking before writing this album? Yeah, I know. I know. There's like uh, the is it prisoner of the mind or something like that. So it's like maybe a mental health thing, like you're mm-hmm. trapped inside your mind. Uh, so actually, in my case, for me. It's pretty pretty hard to name to name the compositions because in my case I can write in some music I can write some music and I hear it and I feel something and for me it's pretty hard to describe what actually I feel to name the song. This album is conceptual. It's all about the maze which builded up inside of a man. Uh, it's not about particular man. It's about 
any human being on the planet. There is a prescription, maybe, if, if I can say it like this. On my Digipack CD, it's, um, of course, in English. So I, I tried to implement the idea of the whole album only in text. Mm -hmm. And there are some words about that uh, everyone, regardless of social status and how much money he gets uh, in, in life, anything could hear inner voice there are a lot of messages which the person can hear from this voice and if we uh, listen to this voice we are like in the maze we're going down to the maze and wandering its uh, tricky paths and so it's all about not a particular human it's about uh, humanity maybe so about mental health as the idea of your podcast mm. i found that uh, about mental health of musicians and other people so the same things with my album it's for me now right now it's pretty hard to um, to explain because i'm not advanced in english but i try to do my best right now so <laughs> that's the conception of my album Anyway, we've cleared this up. The conception of my album is mm. about the maze within any kind of man, regardless of social status, regardless of wellness and family status, anything. Mm. So, and um, how to find uh, the right exit from this maze? I don't know. Maybe there was a period of, in my life when maybe I'm, I was trying to find th this exit because... There was something that impacts on me and maybe, yes, I tried, I tried to find this exit. I saw some people who, who already in the maze maybe. And when I was writing the album, this um, kind of, kind of activity of my brain, kind of activity of my body, that's, I, I don't know, maybe state of mind, state of, of my soul, maybe I saw it from, from people around me. I collected and uh, understand that we all need some courage and uh, we all need some power to find some exit. Sometimes we, we um, need to, to, to get the power for finding the light in the tunnel, in the end of the tunnel. Mm. So this music is all about this. My goal was not make the album of songs which just perfectly, not just perfectly, which just laying good in the track list of the album and just sounds very pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool songs, a lot of, of pretty cool songs. My goal was trying to do something more than just good songs with, with good guitar sound and a lot of notes playing on electric guitars. That's it, that's it. And uh, that's why I found the idea of what my music is about and try to implement it. Of course, I understood that it flows from my state of mind and state of, I don't know, from of my soul, maybe. That's what it is. That's awesome. Do you, do you think the writing of this music was somehow helpful to your mental state? Like, was it healing in a way? Yeah, writing, writing music... Probably that's the cure for composers, <laughs> people who really want to Im implement themselves in this world as a creator, as a music creator. 
it's anyway it's a cure uh, you can grab the guitar play it and get about problems forget about something bad and uh, find uh, yourself in the in the perfect world that resonate with you it's pretty cool for any any composer it's gonna be uh, big names or just uh, people who make music as a hobby and of course there is a interesting story uh, the last song of the album of Pleximents uh, called Waltz of the Victory it's not about victory of fascism stuff like that victory it's mostly about the victory of your inner of your alter ego you can, you can feel that you are win when you overcome some circumstances and overcome uh, something something difficult that what happened inside of you so i hope i hope you understand what i mean yeah absolutely so that's Song is called Vals of the Victory. There in song, the, in this song, I tried to, I found, I found some riffs, melody, compiled it together and listened to it. I understand that it's like a, a story about a human, not a man or woman, a human who are who may face with some some difficulties in life, and maybe it's all about life around the human maybe inside the human but the person must overcome this and um, the person tried to do this and in 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 the end the person will win mm. and there is a epic ending of this song playing piano a beautiful melody in major key so and uh, i'm trying to do it epic a lot of epic i tried to put a lot of epic in the end, with symphonic orchestra, with uh, lead parts, with very loud drums, everything that helps me to implement this idea. So it's um, it's like a symbol of your development, mm. step up on the another level. So and uh, leave behind some anxieties, self criticism, and stuff like this. And uh, sometimes. Actually, before the release of my album, sometimes, of course, I've got a lot of problems, a lot of uh, stuff. Actually, for example, with the show that we played, I've got really a lot of work, really a lot of stuff, and I must get through this. And sometimes I'm, I found myself on the, on the thing that why I, I did write the song Waltz of the Victory, if I if I can't overcome some circumstances, if I if I write this song, if I can if I can inspire people to get better, mm. I must to be better right now. I must to find some power inside myself and go through this. Also, uh, the song with vocals, it's all about um, the sense, the essence of the album. It's uh, I mean lyric is about the essence of the album. I tried to explain the conception of, of the whole album in this song, mm -hmm. in the four part of the song. It's a long song, but that was enough of time to explain it. 12 minutes, yes. Yes, 12 minutes. I've been, I've been writing the lyrics. 
it's pretty hard. Actually, for me, it was pretty hard, but I didn't use translator before I write something. So I wrote it in English firstly, but then I tried to, to edit it. And the singer Anton also was helping me to edit the, the write, write it on grammatic, grammatic, grammatic things. Mm. Also, there is in the lyric the sense that, yeah, you can face some, some difficulties. You can face some, something really, really awful, but you have to, get the power from inside and go through this. That's why that was the music and uh, actually conception of how it's about. That's, that's awesome. So I, I wondered if we could talk a little bit about your, I'm guessing, previous band, Dehydrated. I just found that it's it kind of it kind of like a, a mix of modern tech death with an old school sound and i was i was hearing a bit of uh, the german band rage i saw in some of the videos you got a vht i don't know if it was a pitbull and for non guitar players that's an amp um but it's ridiculous tone i mean so like nasty of a tone it was awesome uh yeah dehydrated yeah this is my my previous band death metal band yeah that's right you you talked to me about the tone of of guitar in dehydrated that i use in dehydrated or on this album well we can talk about both but i i just noticed that you had a vht and it's such a mid-range sound like i i watched some live videos of you playing and it's like wow that that's it like it was right out front <sighs> it really cut through it was a, it was a really nice tone but I know we talked back and forth on email about the, the tone of the album and you were using um, plug-in and it wasn't, you, you said it wasn't the tri-axis or it was the tri-axis? Actually, that uh, on the album, I, I was using the Mercurial Audio plugin SS11X. Mm. It was um, based on the preamp uh, AMT, actually, Siberian company, AMT. Okay. And based on preamps of them. Actually, Mercurial uh, has a plugin which based on the reaxis of Mesa Boogie. Mm -hmm. Actually, I've got it on my laptop now, but I didn't use it in, in, in the album. Yeah, the album sounds was based on this plugin. But if speak about dehydrated guitar stuff, there were a lot of different stuff album after album, record after record. Mm. So first record is very, very old. If I get read it, it was 2009. We used real amp. <laughs> yes, we used real amp, was using real amp and mm. make a sound from this. So then the second album was written. You know, I was writing the guitar. I was recording the guitar using the, pro the processor of Line 6 one of the first guitar processors mm. of them, Alliance 6, not XT Live, previous one. It's hard to remember. It's previous one. And I use it... XT Pro? Uh, XT... No, no. Maybe, Maybe it wasn't XT. But... Uh, yeah, yeah, XT, XT Live. XT, XT Live, yes. Pretty heavy, pretty heavy stuff. It was so difficult to carry this on when we've been in tour around Russia. It's a long distance and you can carry on this guitar processor with other guitar stuff and your just regular regular things. So, and I was 
I've been recording the guitar I using this um, this device as the sound card mm-hmm. because I didn't have my just sound card. Uh, pretty soft and easy sound card I, I use now, for example, on the record, on the latest record, placements. So, and that I've been using this guitar processor and as a sound card, I've been recording the guitar. I've been listening to the sound that gets from from speakers or from headphones, and uh, then I exported the clean sound of my guitar and send it to the sound engineer. Mm. The sound engineer just used some. If if I get it right, he was using the real amp for amping of my stuff, and he, he, yeah, he was using the real amp. I don't know. I don't remember what what is what amp it was actually, but uh, I know this real amp and make a ramping for this, and we get the guitar tone. And so then the third album uh, I I was recorded. I've been recording like the way like this, and we also did it the ramping. And then re- latest release with me. Of dehydrated was recorded on NexFX. Okay. So I tried to to find. I have I I have not my own NexFX, but I found the guy who who gave me the NexFX. We found the proper tone of this uh, proper guitar tone. Actually, we tried to find the tone like decapitated. Actually, one of my favorite band ever we've been touring together once and was awesome time for me yeah i'm pretty a pretty big fan of this band and i pretty like the guitar tone and i tried to to find the same and so and yeah i found something and uh, did it on the XFX. it's just about what what gear we use on the record in siberia that's cool yeah i was going to ask you about decapitated vog is an Amazing player. I love Decapitated. How how has that been able to tour with them? Ah, uh, yeah, that was that was amazing. Actually, it was hard in and uh, fun and amazing at the same time. Walk, well, yeah, he's monster. He's a pretty nice. He's a really a really cool guy. Absolutely cool guy. Mm. For me, it's a it's a, like a legend because uh, the first thing that I've been listening from Decapitated of Decapitated was just an album on the cassette. I found it in my suitcase and so I tried to to listen to it and that was amazing. That was the first um, studio album of Decapitated when they were walk. He was 18 years old, 18 years old, and drummer was 16. And I've been listening to the Solomon that was crazy. I didn't know about that because I didn't know about those guys are too young. But when I been known about that, I just wondering. It was amazing. And so really technical, interesting, very, very cool stuff. And so then I, I've been listening to that a lot other albums and uh, so we've, get, we've got a chance to go to in the tour with them we have not a, a tour based bus like them i mean nightliner and stuff like that that was hard for us of course but yeah we mm. we've been touring in the in the small car around europe around uh, we we had we had to go for i don't know the longest part, longest road we had was 800 kilometers 
in one night mm. from Turkey to Bucharest. To Bucharest, yes, to Romania. Uh, that was crazy, of course. Uh, but those guys, so Picapteta, pretty cool. And Vok, yes, actually, he's amazing guitar player. And we, we've been talking a lot with him. I asked it a lot of questions. And once I, I just asked him, so maybe I'm too annoying for you. No, man, give more questions. I really like you ask me. So, and yeah, for me, it was like learning something. Something from the band who already much higher, bigger than your band in the music business. And how that mm. works uh, in, in this kind of tours. The management of tour, yeah, also amazing guys. Uh, the band Tide Disease from Poland also. They are making this the tours for, for bands, for big bands, for Vader Hate and Decapitated uh, around some areas. I don't know actually what are, what areas they are managed but i know that they are do some stuff in europe and um, they make their job very good also they're the band hate sphere from denmark mm-hmm. pretty cool guys uh, yeah i just chat with them a lot of time they are really friendly they're very professional I really wonder how that guys can drink the beer before the show and talk to me that this kind of warm up before the show. I asked them, hey guys, maybe we can jam together. No, we can drink the beer and go on stage. <laughs> and after they, they get the beer, uh, they go on stage and make a really cool show. A really cool show. They sound very massive, very fast, uh, looks pretty cool. Uh, like a trash metal band, but I don't I don't know how to, how it's possible because I'm not drinking alcohol at all. And Vok uh, also said that he will will not drink during this whole tour. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he does. So and yeah, of course his guitar sounds very very cool, pretty sick, and elite parts. Everything was great, perfect. So yeah, Headfear is pretty cool guys and also I learned a lot of them because they're really friendly and uh, they like to chat with Siberian guy too. Mm. So yeah, that was a pretty cool experience. That's awesome. So one thing I did notice on your page, you did a heavy version of Technical Difficulties from Paul Gilbert. So do you remember the, what was the third tape he did? A Terrifying Guitar Trip? So that technical, I don't know if you've seen that, but for listeners, we're talking about Paul Gilbert. Technical Difficulties was originally called Metal Dog on that instructional DVD. So my screen name since I got that VHS tape back in the 90s has been a version of Metal Dog or Metal Doggy. So, mm-hmm. and I, I still can't play it like 20, 25 years later, but, <laughs> but I, I saw that. I thought that was really, really cool. If you speak about technical difficulties, yes, I, I'm really, I'm really loud that you saw it. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I think that there are no people who's, who watching my videos at all. So, uh, so this cover was, was a challenge for me, actually. As I said that, um, I did some covers on classic guitar because I've got actually diploma of classic guitar player. I graduated from music college in my hometown. So actually the first thing that when I get the idea to implement the classic guitar on metal was covers of 
American guitar players who based in Los Angeles. His name is Ben Woods, Benjamin Woods. Yeah, I think I'm familiar with him. Yeah, he plays a lot of flamenco stuff. I really love flamenco too, uh, but he also was playing some covers of Judas Priest, Megadeth, and Metallica. Uh, it was amazing, especially for me in my case. Megadeth, and mm. uh, Megadeth was really cool on classic guitar. So, and I thought, wow, this guy is crazy. He plays in flamenco style metal, and flamenco is really connected. Actually, I found that it must be very interesting, and uh, I have to bring some some interesting rhythmical structure, some vibes harmonies, some melodies from flamenco to my music. But first, I decided to to play in this style a, a kind of another song, metal songs in the flamenco style. That was my first idea. So mm-hmm. I tried to play the technical difficulties and I understood, yeah, that might sound in classic guitar very good, but uh, it's a challenge for me because it's too fast. It's too fast to play everything that Paul Gilbert plays on electric guitar with pick, uh, on the classic guitar with fingers. Actually, with three fingers, but anyway, that's really, really hard. And so, yeah, I decided to do it. I don't know. Maybe half of a year I tra- I, I've been practicing, but of course I, I did it not every day because I've got a lot of things doing in my life. So uh, that's why I did it, but not um, on stop, stoppable way, in, co- co- in inconsistency, I mean. So, and yeah, I did an arrangement, tried to play in a different key, mm-hmm. actually. I, I, the technical difficulties sound played in the standard E, e standard E, yes. Mm-hmm. But I played it uh, in the drop D on classic guitar and drop D on electric guitar. So yeah, I, I I must move the whole step down on my guitar when I played solo of Paul Gilbert. I tried to 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 play solo the same, but actually I know that impossible because I'm not Paul Gilbert. So and um, yeah, I tried to to play it on the classic guitar. It was pretty hard, but pretty cool experience. I can play faster now. That helps me to to play faster something something now so yeah paul gilbert is a is a iconic guitar player one of my favorite of course actually for me is the favorite one is joe satriani mm-hmm. steve Vai, but paul gilbert of course and in, in the i don't know in top five maybe yeah he's he's legend for me of course that was pretty hard to play actually on acoustic guitar and of course, on electric guitar, but also, also very hard, very hard. That's awesome. So let's, let's start to wrap it up. One question I'd like to ask is, what does music mean to you? The music means to me not just a fun. It's a way to, simply, it's a way to change the world better, of course, for me. I want to, I want to impact on people by music, but impact on on the better way to get life maybe better. I, f- I would say so. The music for me also is uh, implemented some picture in mind, which I can I can't draw by my hands because I I do it 
very on the poor level of course i can draw it on by by music of course mm -hmm. so simply music for me is the way to change the world for better results awesome that's what i can say <laughs> yeah that's awesome if people want to listen to your music and get in touch with you where can they go ah yeah yeah so of course social media is okay people who like the stuff of pleximum um, may easily send a dm message in instagram uh, also message on by email pleximumsgmail.com and I don't know. I think, yeah, these two ways is very good and I think the best. Instagram and Gmail. Instagram is Pleximens Prog. Uh, YouTube is just Pleximens. And Facebook, also Pleximens. Cool. And I'll link all this in the show notes as well. And then at the end of the interview, I like to play a song by the person I'm, I'm interviewing. So what can we, what can we play at the end? I think uh, the song Integrity will be very good. Okay, cool. We'll play that. This has been a fantastic conversation. Really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you again and continued success. No, thank you so much for having me on the episode and thank you for your time spent to the guy from Siberia. Thank you so much for listening. I'd really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform as this really helps get the word out about the podcast so other musicians can benefit from the awesome knowledge that my guests are sharing. The more the musicians community collectively learns, the stronger we will become. A rising tide lifts all ships. This episode is sponsored by the Skinny Armadillo Printing Company in Fort Worth, Texas, offering a full range of apparel decoration and promotional items such as screen printing, embroidery, laser engraving, and much more. The Skinny Armadillo is now offering a merch fulfillment service including on-demand printing and a custom-built web store so you can concentrate on your music and running your business as a musician. Visit theskinnyarmadillo.com or call 817-546-1430 to learn how the Skinny Armadillo can help you take your merch to the next level. Keep pushing the needle and be excellent to each other. This is Yevgen Sabulin, also known as Pluximance, with integrity.